This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Happy Monday. Oh, yeah, it's Monday. And it's time for another episode of Don't Blame Me, a wonderful podcast where me, Megan and Melissa, give you fantastic, amazing, life-changing advice. Is that your full name? Yeah, Megan and Melissa. He said me, Megan and Melissa. Not exactly. us, Megan and oh. Melissa. <laughs> I, but I also then detached myself because I did me, comma, Megan, comma, and Melissa. Okay. Who's the me there then? 
<laughs> like there's me and then there's the other version of me. It's us. There's only two of us. Did you see the um title I put for See you Next Tuesday this week or last week? Probably, but let me see. It would be current week for us, but as far as recording. <gasps> that was beautiful. This is us. Dot, 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 dot. Now, colon, a story of friendship. What I just can't explain. I'm gonna have to li- I'm gonna have to like listen to that one again. Like I just can't explain how excited I am. <laughs> Counting down the days, obviously for your birthday, but like can't believe that JLo's giving you the greatest gift of all. I know. Later this week on Friday. You know what? Mouths came to me. And he said, can we watch the trailer again? And I said, of course we can. can we watch I it have again? now told people and showed people the trailer and everyone is just like, what is this? And that's the question. And I keep telling Mats, I'm like, we don't need to watch any other content after this because like you're in the mood for action. Got it. Sci-fi. She's got it. Thriller. Got it. Comedy. Got it. Romance. Got it. Steampunk. Got it. <laughs> it's all there. It is. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to listen to See you Next Tuesday from last week, which we also we actually had recorded a couple weeks ago, but life happened and I didn't even realize I hadn't even put it up. And that's fine. Yeah. And in the note of talking over each other, if you are on Patreon and there's any sort of uh, uh, freezing or glitching, obviously the quality we record it in is not, it's better when we like export it and you see it. Um, but in the off chance things are a little laggy, we are more long distance than normal. Melissa's well, in Arkansas. And so if anyone, no one certainly rumors like, oh, they're fighting. If like we cut each other off or it's like sounds a little clankety or early pandemic <laughs> vibes, mm-hmm. it, uh, the Wi-Fi connection is just not as strong as it normally is. But we make do and it's fine. We make do. How's how's the rain treating you? Uh, wet. It is... I can't even explain to you that, you know, we talk about how when it rains in LA, like last year it rained so fucking much. No, it didn't. Not compared to what we've been doing. Like, holy fucking hell. This shit is, we've just like every couple hours, Mots goes down to the basement and like wet vax it to like get all the water up. So it's been a lot. And I went to go, we were going to go pick up my meds on Tuesday and it's like a drive, like it's like a 40 minute drive each way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like, I don't know if it's like, it's still raining. Like, I just don't think it. And Mats is like, come on, like, especially if anyone's on ADHD meds, like, you know, like you don't, you want to be able to go pick it up because if you don't pick it up, they're going to give it to somebody else. And then you have the timeline to wait to get it again. Like, it's just a hassle, especially with the shortage. Like when they have my meds in stock, like you got to go get them. And I'm like, maybe I should just call and ask if they can hold it for a day. Like, this is just, I'm worried. And we get on, Mott's like, it's fine. We get on the freeway. And Mott's goes, yeah, give him a call. Like, you're just driving through water. And then once it's like not as deep of water, it is just like an, like a, a enough water that all you see is the kickback where all of the cars just look like they're surrounded by like flour and white dust mm-hmm. because it's just like all this mist of water coming back up. And you like can't see anything. And it's just such a shit show that you're like driving so slow and then other people aren't driving slow at all and you're like okay and then we ended up going yesterday and um i called so i called and they were like i was like it's fine they're like it's fine and i'm like i'm sure everybody's doing this and we go and on yesterday when we went <laughs> we like are we turned off like the exit and mom's like whoa what is all this thing i was like oh yeah all these roads were closed because of mudslides like they're still closed like all of this stuff so it's been pretty pretty wild 
And I guess it is the most rain we've gotten in a single... I forget which day was the record, but it was more than we've gotten. Tuesday, maybe. And it has like... It broke the record that was set in like 1920 or something. So like last year wasn't even as bad. Yeah, I was going to leave last Thursday. I almost texted you being like, I don't think that's a good call. Yeah. And so I was watching. Of course, I'm afraid of flying. So mm -hmm. I was looking at the weather anyway, and I was like, "Mm, I'm not going to leave. And I saw Friday, it wasn't going to rain till much later in the day. And I don't think it even ended up raining on Friday. And I bright and sunny, so beautiful, barely anybody on the plane. It felt like a PJ. Uh, It was great. And it was so smooth, too. I slept the whole way. I was like, great, this is beautiful. And then it was raining here, like after a couple hours it started pouring down for a couple days here but now it's sunny again but then it's supposed to snow on sunday but i got alerts i know <laughs> like i've been outside that the last couple flash. days no jacket on me and Abriel have been playing and frolicking outside with the dogs and then it's supposed to it's still warm right now but it's supposed to be snowing on monday <laughs> whatever but um i've been getting alerts on my phone from la of my power mm-hmm. and internet being on and off all week and i'm like yeah. i don't think any of my food's gonna be good because <laughs> it was no, off for, i wasn't gonna say yeah, that it's been off for long yeah. long periods of time like seven and eight hours so specifically your neighborhood yeah. has gotten the most of the power out and i was looking at that and i was like i'm not i'm sure she knows i don't gonna say anything to her but also i do think because there's also been a lot of flooding too but your house Mine's is up above, a little bit like you're, yeah yeah so mm-hmm. you're fine and i've I'm been like, looking okay, at my ring and stuff solid. it hasn't gotten high enough anyway no the next time we're going over in that area i'll drive by but you i think you're fine yeah it's not it hasn't even got up because you know my porch even is a little higher than the ground you've got like two layers and so it's perfectly fine yeah it has been um a wild a wild ride and i'm just so happy and i've always been thankful of this that even like last year when we had the flooding the reason why it was so bad last year is because we were out of town Mm -hmm. so like it was all that fucking standing water for a long time before we came back and we had stuff in there. So like we didn't mm-hmm. have any of the things in there and all that now. But I just like I'm always reminded like that could be our like living mm-hmm. room. Like that could be like the official first floor of our home because it's not technically a basement. It's, it's garden right. level. So like it, it's just like the first level. And we've worked on better draining. We like MacGyvered a bunch of like pipe, like we, like these tubes we put over some of the gutters and did all of this stuff. And we built more sandbags. So Mats is doing most of it. So I give him all of the kudos for that. Good job, Mats. And hopefully it will be done soon. Yeah, I was like, eh. but actually I was like glad that I wasn't there because it would have been, I would have just been sitting in black and coldness for no hours. Yeah, you would have had like, you would have to come here because ours only went off like once overnight, but you would have been a- not been able to work. Yeah, and I wouldn't have been able to drive my little car either. So I don't no. know. <laughs> I saw someone in your little car driving and I was like, get off the right. road, sir. Like, get out of there. You're going to start flowing. You're a buoy. You're, you're a little, you're a little boat right now. You're a very cute little boat, but like, you're about to fucking set sail on the 405. Jesus Christ. Get out. Mayor Karen Bass said, get off the roads if you don't need to be here. When the mayor says stay at home. I feel like people need to be staying at home. Factually agree. And also, I don't know why anyone would be out because I can't trust you that like everything's closed. Like it's open now because like we're done with the rain for it looks like for a while now. 
but everything was closed. Like you could go to the grocery store, you could go to like some of the big like chain fast casual stuff, but like the bookstore closed. All the other things closed. Pasadena was like, don't come here. Right. Like all of Pasadena was like, okay. Hope everybody's okay and everybody's things are okay wherever they are. And if you hear someone in California or Los Angeles specifically complaining about the rain, just understand that it's not that people here can't handle the rain. It's our city can't handle the rain. We right. don't have storm drains and we don't have any sort of like drainage on the streets. It just pools there. And also something about our asphalt is poured differently. Mm-hmm. So it's like, reduces tire friction and the heat it absorbs yeah. the heat more and so it specifically then makes it when it's wet or raining so bad mm-hmm. and impossible so that's why well what is this show this is a show where we give you wonderful amazing and life-changing advice and we do so by answering your voicemails as well as your voice memos and reading your messages so if you'd like to participate in an upcoming episode you can give us a call at 310-694-0976 or international listeners. You can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. We have all of this like listed in the show notes too as well if you don't catch what I'm saying. So for the voice memo and phone call, it is a voicemail. So it just has to keep under three minutes. So we do request that you practice, time it out, write everything that you're going to say down, read it out loud a couple of times, make sure it's under that three minute mark, include all the relevant information, like give the H&M over have your parents' permission. But, you know, let us know your age, if it's about a relationship, how long you've been together, if there is some like backstory drama that involves like why we've gotten to this point of this predicament, include all of that stuff so we can give you the best possible advice with the best possible information. And then we do ask that it is, or we don't ask, we require, and it will all be anonymous. So please use fake names for people. And if you want to write in, you can send it to our DMs on Instagram, or you could also send it to the same email address, meganpodcast at gmail.com. And for that, keep it under 300 words, but everything else applies. Just write it all down, keep it anonymous, let us know your ages and all relevant info. And you can also always let us know if you are sensitive, we will take that into account. And you can also let us know if you're like, give me the tough love. I can handle it. And if you have more time, tell us who would play you in a movie (laughs) and who would play the other people. (laughs) Who would play you? All right. Uh, Shall we get into an update? Let's do so. Hi, Megan and Melissa. This is an update from the episode titled Trainer Set Me Up up with His Brother-in-Law from January 2023. I was asking for advice on how to tell my mom that my dad was cheating on her. I thought about your advice and really appreciated it, but there was just a part of me that couldn't flat out say the words, Mom, I know Dad is cheating on you. Over the summer while I was home from college, I would tell her things like, you deserve better, or I notice the love I see my friend's parents have and it's not what you and Dad share. I want you to experience that too. She would say thank you and that she felt the same way. Fast forward to the beginning of December when I received a text from my 13-year-old little sister which explained that she knew about the lady my dad was cheating on my mom with because she had seen him texting her too. I felt bad that I took this long to say something and I wish I could have prevented my sister from finding out this way. This was the final push it took me to talk to my mom. I took your advice and waited for a moment when my sister wasn't around so my mom could react to this news however she needed to. I ended up telling her everything I knew and that both my sister and older brother knew as well. Side note, I asked both my siblings if I could talk about them in this conversation, and they both agreed. My mom then told me she had had suspicions that something was going on just this August, and that from then on, they weren't sleeping in the same bed. She told me she knows she deserves better, and that she wanted to have a family meeting with everyone to discuss all of this. She was super sad that we had known, we had all known for so long, 
but that she understood how hard it was to say anything. She said that her therapist was helping her work through all of this, and she was confident everything was going to be okay. We had a meeting as a family where my dad sheepishly told us that he had made a huge mistake by cheating and that him and my mom were getting a separation agreement and that he was supposed to move out in a couple of weeks. My brother and I both got pretty upset at the fact that our dad got the easy way out by just telling us this information and basically leaving after we had known everything for so long. This conversation was on December 28th, and he has not tried to have a conversation with any of us about it since. Now that I know my mom and sister are safe, I feel much better and I've decided to go no contact with my dad. Now I am back at school and in therapy and in the process of grieving the dad I once had and the fact that my family won't ever be the same. I want to say thank you for the advice you gave me. It helped so much, even if it took me for a while to go through with it. Thanks again, and I love your podcast so much. I'm so sorry that you're going through this, but I'm glad that everything's out on the table now and that your mom knows. That was the most difficult part, I think. At least everyone knows the information and they're doing with it what they need to do with it. Yeah, and I'm glad that despite you being like, I wish I could have prevented X, Y, and Z or whatever, that like everybody, from what you're saying, everybody seems like really understanding that no one really knew what to do in this situation, in this circumstance. And that, you know, the issue here lies in your dad and he put you all in a bad, he put everyone who knew in a really bad position and how you respond to being in that position. I don't think says much. I don't think that's like a something that we should be uh, or anybody else should be looking at as something that that's the fault. That's the issue. That's the issue here. Like everyone, it seems like everyone knows that the crux of this is, is him and that you shouldn't feel guilty about how the timeline of it all, because there's no like playbook for this, but yeah, it's, it's difficult and it's hard when um, you're the kid and you can acknowledge that like the adult in your life is the one who's like being a coward about, that yeah without acknowledging all the shit that they're putting you through in regards to like what they put someone else through so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm sorry it's there's i i I think we all knew like not we all knew but like you caller knew that this wasn't this is going to end at some in some way and it sucks but i'm glad that you're ready to like make the decision to go no no contact with your dad and i hope that helps yeah yeah All right. Well, we're going to take a break and when we get back, we'll get into the calls and write-ins. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book. A lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are a part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like 
this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got The Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like, people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. (gasps) When I tell you that I was like sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we are back. It's time for the rest of the calls. Hey, Megan and Melissa. I need some advice for a situation with a very close friend. We both use she, her pronouns, are 22, and in our last semester of college. About two weeks ago, my friend and I got white girl wasted, and she let it slip that she thinks they tend to flirt with everyone, regardless if she's into them or not. I'm aware that I have a flirty personality, but I never have consciously flirted with anyone she's even mentioned she thinks is cute. I do have memory problems due to past trauma, so I could be forgetting certain things. However, the situations she's brought up I do remember. These are things such as I'll give them the eyes or I'll stand too close to them. All these situations have occurred at the bar where it's loud and I have an auditory processing disorder, so I do stand a bit close to people in loud situations. As for the eyes thing, she even claims I've given her the eyes, which makes me laugh because I honestly don't even know what I'm doing with my eyes. I don't want it to seem like I'm making excuses, just to be clear. I'm trying to give her side as well as mine. She says me being nice is just really easily seen as flirting and that I have big eyes and I'm short, so I have to look through my lashes to make eye contact. Regardless of my intentions, my actions are causing her to feel hurt and her feelings are valid and very important to me. When we discuss it, I start crying because I hate that I've hurt her and then I keep crying from anger that I'm crying which is very counterproductive when we're trying to resolve this. Not sure what to do because in my eyes, I'm just being nice. I've asked other friends their opinions, and they all said that I'm fine and I don't act any different. Normally, I'd say go easy on me. However, for this situation, if I need tough love, please give it to me. This friend is worth hearing uncomfortable things for. Thank you so much. I love the pod. Also, I am in the car, but I'm parked. The car's turned off, but if your car's in the background, that's why. Thank you so much. Bye. You're great at following directions. Yes. Thank you for being, yeah, in a car. But I didn't. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. No, I. W- 
I want to know if you're no neurodivergent or have ADHD because that sounds like like you're like do like I'm following all of the rules and I'm communicating to let you know that which is something that I very much do. I need to know the rules. Well, I have to keep in mind that you said this is a friend that is like worth yeah. putting this work into for because like this is truly the silliest, goofiest thing I have ever heard. And what I think has happened is someone she has a crush on told her that she's not interested, that they're not interested in her and she they have a crush on you and she's trying to blame you for the, re- like, and that you caused this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you're not the problem her- here, it's her. And I know you said um, for us to go easy on you. You don't need that because you are didn't do anything wrong. Um, if you hadn't told us that this was a friend that was worth fighting for, I would be going hard on them. But mm-hmm. since you want to maintain this friendship, like if other friends are saying it's not a problem, if other friends think you're fine, it seems like she has a problem with you or she's jealous of you. But also she thinks that you're in love with her, too. <laughs> yeah. So like. I would get down to the root of why she feels like that you are flirting with everyone, including her, when no one else can see that. Does she secretly have a crush on you and she's fighting back in a different, like trying to deflect and you rejected her in some way? And she's like, well, you just flirt with everybody. So it's whatever. And you gave me mixed signals. No, like... (laughs) Maybe have the conversation with other friends with her, like as a group, have a conversation if you want to maintain the friendship, because then they can hear, then she, your friend can hear, the friend you wrote in can hear how no one else thinks that this is a problem. Yeah. And I also wonder, it doesn't sound like she's saying it in the moment. It's afterwards. And I, I, I don't think that's fair. Like if you, if I'm doing something subconsciously, you have to call it out in the, in the moment because it is so, it's so nothing to me that I'm not going to remember what you're talking about. But like, if it's this big thing of like, oh, you did this and this is the issue, I would be like, okay, can you let me know in the moment when that happens? And I would make sure that you hang out with her when you're hanging out with other friends as well. So she has to call it out again in front of those other people. But yeah, I would also just ask like, not, I wouldn't ask her. I'm going to ask you to ask yourself, what is your history and um track record with dating and crushes and what is hers because she might feel that she is in competition with you that you have no idea you even participated in this competition that she feels like she's losing and that you are beating her intentionally out in so i think like if for her it feels like maybe you have like had a lot of relationships or had had a couple serious relationships and she hasn't, she might view every potential suitor, even if it's not someone that she has a crush on, as she has dibs on all of them because you've already, you've had, you've had the boyfriend, you've had the relationship, you've had the girlfriend or whatever it is. You've had, you've had the relationship there that she doesn't feel like she's had yet. And so it feels like, oh, well, just because I don't like them now doesn't mean that like you're, you're, what if I could like them later? Like you're issuing claim on everything. And that can happen for some people who maybe have not felt like, maybe not, don't have like the most dating experience and thinking that that's how you kind of keep your feelers out when when it's not. But I would also ask you like, is she nice? Because part of the thing that she said about you is that like, you're too nice to everyone. Like, and you're nice to everyone as if that's like a, a bad thing. Like, is this kind of like the bitchy friend? And I, I don't mean that in a negative way, but like, is she more... 
I, I don't know. Like, is she only like nice to the person that she has a crush on? Like, is she kind of more of like someone who like negs people or does she ignore everyone else except the people she has crushes on? Like, what is that vibe? Because I do think that the calling out that you're being too nice to me comes, sounds like it just comes from a place of insecurity. And some people who are really insecure about their experience of dating or their game or any of that kind of stuff um, can get really, really angry at other women and think it's other women that that's a fault there, that it's other women who are backstabbing her. And that's why this isn't working out when in a, a lot of that can be coming from the place that that person isn't being nice and kind to other people. And it doesn't mean that the people that they want to date or whatever, but it's like, if you're in a group hangout, and you're being a bitch to your friends and you're trying to like woo this guy <laughs> or this girl, like it's not really an attractive quality there to kind of just like turn on everybody else. So I, yeah. And even the thing about being like, well, I'm short and I have big eyes. Like it, she sounds like, she just sounds like really jealous. And I, I do think my gut instinct is right that I think she probably has a crush on someone who she told or but maybe didn't even tell them, but they they might have confided in her that they like you. And it could also be like, that's not the first time. Like it might be that she's had a couple of the people who she's liked, who have told, who have asked like, hey, can I get your friend's number? Hey, can I do this or this or this? And instead of being like, these guys suck, she's putting that blame on you. And I don't know. I, I think like I can be like a flirtatious person sometimes, but like sim- with everybody, like I can like, I and I don't even want to say like fl- flirtatious, like, I know how to turn on like the charm mm-hmm. if I'm like performing or whatever. And like, you can kind of do that if you're in a loud bar, you're having fun. Like if you're, if you're an outgoing person, you tend to kind of, you feed off of the energy of talking to other people and like being social and all of that. So that can become more, not inauthentic, but it can become more of like a heightened performance style of like hanging out with people. And if she doesn't like that, then you guys like don't have to hang out in these instances. But it, I don't. You're not doing anything wrong. Correct. She just sounds like so jealous. Looking through your eye, your eyelashes. It's such like a book thing. Yeah, and it's like, okay, what do you want me to look through instead? My titties. Like, how am I? Supposed, what am I supposed to look through? But I, I just think that like at this point, I would be like, hey, I talk to other people, and like no one else is seeing what you're seeing. So if you want to like go to the bar and we'll go with all of our friends, like you can call it out in the moment. Um, If you're not comfortable doing that, like I think that if the location that we're doing this is all of these things you've said happen to bar, like maybe we're not friends who go to the bar together. Mm-hmm. But it's not your responsibility to make her less jealous. All right. The next one is a write-in. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am 29, she, her, and have been living abroad for four years now. I'm going back home for two weeks to see my boyfriend very soon. This is the first time I will introduce him to my dad and his side of the family. A few days ago, my uncle texted me saying that during my time back home, he would like to have a quote-unquote discreet conversation with me about my dad. My dad has been an alcoholic ever since I can remember, and I'm 99% sure that this is what he wants to talk to me about. I've done a lot of work in therapy ever since I left home due to my abandonment issues and constant feelings of guilt for leaving home. My mom divorced my dad years ago, and my brother also left seven years ago and has not seen him again. So I always felt like I was the only one left to take care of him. I grew up feeling like he was my responsibility, but now I know that that was not my role as a daughter and that all the adults around me failed to protect me and my brother back then. Am I wrong for not answering my uncle's text and for not wanting to talk to him about my dad's drinking problems? I get very emotional about this issue and honestly don't want to get into that during my trip. I just want to enjoy my time back home with my boyfriend. 
Any advice on how to address this gently with my uncle will be greatly appreciated. Love the podcast. Thank you. Oh, I hate those kinds of texts of ominous of those things there. So I'm really sorry you even had to get that because like that's a stressful thing. I mean, my instinct reaction is is to respond and just to say, hey, I appreciate you reaching out. I've done a lot of work in therapy. I'm not interested in having this conversation, whether that's in person or over the phone during, before, or after this trip. I'll let you know if that changes. But I'm really just looking forward to having a nice trip, visiting, showing my boyfriend my hometown and all of that. And I would just urge you to reach out to any local services or those things. But I'm moving forward. This is not something that I'm participating in. Yeah, I would make sure that is what your uncle wants to talk to you about first, because you are assuming it probably is what he wants to talk to you about. But it also might be something else. So I would first talk to your uncle and just see what it's about and then take Megan's advice and do exactly what Megan said with that, because you don't know. It could be anything. It could not be specifically about your dad. It could be about somebody else in the family, but um, still take the call, see what it's about. And then once you have the information, share what Megan just shared. Yeah. And I would just, you know, make sure you're on the same page with your boyfriend when you go home, just so he knows too. So if he, your uncle tries to make, hey, can I talk to you for a second? Like your boyfriend can also act as a buffer there to being like, oh, do you need something? Like, I'll, like, I'll come with, I'll, I'll, let me, let me go with you. What do you need? Like in that, in that kind of um, stuff that, you know, when you're in a partnership with someone, that's a, it's a role that you play. And like, I do that for Mons, Mons does that for me. Like you act as offense Mm -hmm. for other things that come along. And that is not like a burden or putting a large responsibility on your boyfriend at all. So I would make sure that, you know, he knows, he knows that as well. And I don't know how much you've told your boyfriend about this, but if you have not told your boyfriend about your dad's drinking issues, I would make sure that you do that as well before. And yeah, that you plan your trip accordingly of what you want to see, what you want to do, who you want to be with. And you don't have an obligation to spend any time or a certain amount of time with any one person there. Um, Because it can be easy to kind of slip back into those roles or have people expect you to slip back into those roles. So standing firm in your boundaries, but I always think it's much, much better to communicate your boundaries, I think, over text before the event happens. All right. But I hope your trip goes well. All right. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll get into two don't blame thems. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We're back. All right, here we go. Now it's time for Don't Blame Them. Don't Blame Them is when y'all write in and share either your experience or your thoughts on a previous call that someone has wrote in or left a voicemail asking for advice. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. I'm calling in response to the written message about coworkers having inappropriate conversations regarding weight and dieting on the Don't Blame Me Finger Looking Gross episode. As a 23-year-old girl also starting her first office job, I have experience this constantly. The talk of skipping meals, unhealthy dieting, and buying of literal back alley Ozempic is absurd and just a part of the day-to-day conversations at my office. It doesn't help that I've always been a heavier, curvy girl and I'm the only Gen Z in the office. It's crazy how different the beauty standards are between me and my coworkers. While I'm all about embracing the female form in all shapes and sizes, and health and the body is a vessel to get you through life and it changes as you get older but it's such a blessing to grow older these women are stuck in the early 2000s tabloid age of trying outrageous things to lose weight and calling every single woman fat literally no one's safe the lack of awareness of these women when i'm considerably larger than all of them to be talking about how They wish we didn't have to come to work in person because no one should see them how fat they are right now and just all these crazy things. Or sometimes we'll get like office catered lunch and everyone will skip it. And meanwhile, I'm over here not getting paid enough. We'll take whatever free meal I can get. And I just don't want to feel guilty about it all the time, you know? Anyways, luckily, I guess it's good that they've mainly internalized this and stuck to making comments on their own bodies. Sometimes their friends' bodies, but they stray away from commenting on people in the office. Since people in your office are making comments about others' clothing, like telling you your shirt was slimming, making you uncomfortable, I really wouldn't hesitate to go bring it up with HR. You don't have to say any specific names. You can just talk about the general office culture, how it makes you uncomfortable. And, you know, it can turn into something much different than someone getting in trouble or like a lecture. HR girlies are here to help you, I've learned. You spend way too much time at work each week to feel uncomfortable. I know like where I'm at being the new hire or being the youngest, it's not always an easy conversation to have. But whenever they say something that makes you uncomfortable, I really hope this situation improves for you. And I'm so happy that you grew up in such a good household where you feel confident about your own body. But honestly, your work environment sounds pretty toxic. And I would save somebody else the trouble of coming into that sort of environment. I definitely agree with everything Megan and Melissa said as well. I just wanted to bring this alternative up in case you do feel uncomfortable talking to them directly. You should just know that the second I heard this voice to the call to the person who called in, I immediately was like, I know this voice. She was. I know this voice immediately. I could hear your smile and you have such a beautiful smile. And I was like, I can hear it in my ears. Wow. Well, great. I, thank you for that. That I think that is, I think that's great. And I mean, I don't work in a 
a company. Um, so the HR thing is like such a foreign concept to me. And I, I do hope that like, we've heard so many horror stories that like HR is not your friend. And there are like ways to like, you know, things that you should not say to HR and things to go about and like, you know, do all of your own things there. But if in the, I hope that's changing. And it sounds like that's not how your workplace environment is. And so I hope more people, there are certain things that HR should be able to take a, a handle on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this isn't something against the company. Um, this is something against yeah. individuals. So I think that this is something that HR can handle without it being a company thing where they have to tiptoe around other feelings and, and money. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and I also think that like specifically with this, commenting on other people's bodies in a workplace environment is not only like inappropriate in like social etiquette or body shame, whatever that is, but it is like incredibly close to being like workplace sexual harassment because commenting on someone's body when it's looking very good, what does good mean in that sense there? And then even if people are saying things and there's not a sexual connotation there, if that's okay, other people might feel more comfortable to say, say the same things about someone's body, but the the root cause of why they're saying it is a, of a sexual nature. And in general, commenting on people's bodies in the workplace is an abuse of power and is just not appropriate. So I do think that HR would put a squash to that. Not that you need anything to lead into workplace harassment because it, do, it already fucking exists, but that that is something that w- would be... They'd put a stop to uh, expeditiously. Right. So... Very good call. Thank you for giving that insight. Thank you very much. Oh, no, we have a second one. Hi, I'm calling for a don't blame them for the episode Leaking Fingers Crossed in regards to the girl who can't pass her test in Italy. First, I agree with Megan and Melissa, and you need to talk with your professors. Second, she mentioned she wasn't able to learn Italian and Spanish at the same time, and I would love to know how long she tried learning Italian before giving up. For context, I'm a polyglot. As a kid, I learned Italian and Portuguese alongside English because those are my parents' native languages. And later on, I went to a really strict and extra hard level with international school, and at one point, I learned French alongside Spanish. In my personal experience, the first moments of learning a language with the same base as one you already know can be quite difficult. I remember that when I first started learning French, my brain would automatically switch to Italian because a word sounded or was written similarly to the Italian counterpart, and because I had higher proficiency in Italian, my brain would switch, and sometimes it would be difficult to go back and concentrate on the French. As I got better at French, this switch stopped happening. And in the grand scheme of things, I found that knowing other Latin-based languages really helped me with the French and Spanish because I was already acquainted to a lot of the sounds and rules of this language. You already live in Italy, and when you are immersed in the culture, it is a lot easier to learn and get good at it. That's always one of my number one tips, actually. When I struggled with learning a new language, I immersed myself in it. I watched TV shows, I listened to a lot of music in the language, I read to a lot of articles in the language I really try to immerse myself. I also find helpful to have an easy to reach goal. I usually would pick one song and set a goal to be able to understand the, the lyrics without the help of Google Translate. Hope this help and you pass your exam and please go talk to your professor. Wishing you all the best. Whew. I love this person because they speak at a speed and in a cadence that is it tickles my brain. I, I don't even have to take notes. It was too fast for me. And the caller also took a long break in between. I was like, thank you for pausing for a big breath second. Um, but yeah, great advice. I, I think I said something similarly about how because I knew Spanish, it was easier for me to pick up on, Ita- on Italian while I was in Italy. 
Yeah. So immerse yourself in the language. But also I know that taking a test is different than speaking the actual language because you Mm -hmm. need to know certain rules and conjugations and stuff like that. So the biggest thing that I said was to talk to your professor. So agree. Yeah. I, I think it's also helpful even selfishly to hear that that switch that you do to like automatically go to the other language eventually passes Mm -hmm. because I have like restarted Duolingo so many times. And my issue is, is like, I I can understand Spanish better than I can speak it. But anytime I was like, oh, let me like look into like, I've had to do auditions where I've had to like just say a couple of words in French. Like I went to France, I went to Paris and I like was trying to like come up, like figure out a couple of like phrases and like easy things to do. And my brain would just make it Mm -hmm. in Spanish. Like I would I would read the words and they would be, and I would say them and they would come out with a Spanish accent and it would come out the sounds, the vowels and the consonants you're making were how you would do it in Spanish, not French. And so it wasn't even like you could understand it in French, even though it was technically French. So to know that like eventually that switch stops happening and it like creates another pocket in your brain for no, that's this other language makes me think that maybe I'll maybe I'll restart my Babel experience. I mean, not Babel. Maybe I'll restart my Duolingo experience, but I'll say Babel if Babel wants to sponsor us. Either one. Duolingo. I have beef with Duolingo. Did you see Duolingo's recent comment to someone? They're always commenting, so you're going to need to be a bit more specific. The UK commented on something. Like a UK, United Kingdom TikTok account, blue check mark, said, I deleted Duolingo, and Duolingo responded, learning languages is good for you, colonizer. Damn. I was like, is this on your personal phone? Like, I'm like, is this on the company phone or your personal phone? Because I just have to say that, like, if it was on my personal phone, the temptation that I would have to respond to everything as Duolingo, because being changed by Duolingo, like, you're going to make headlines. Facts. This is my beef that I have. And I think I might have mentioned it before on this podcast. But for some reason, it recently... I I made this comment months ago. They made a, a thread. I don't know what you say. A, a threat, a thread post. Oh, threads. Yeah. I was listening to Trixie and Katya, and Katya was like, "What's that new thing? Spool?" And they were like, "No, not spools." <laughs> <laughs> so Duolingo had uh, posted a picture of Big Bird, and it said, "Smash your pass." And this was thirty weeks ago, and I said. Big Bird is a child and then posted a picture of Olympia Benson from SVU. And for As some reason, right? And for some reason, uh, it's this was weeks ago and now more people are, have been liking it this week. So I don't know if <laughs> Maybe the, Duolingo goes back in the in the mainstream after that comment, the comment yeah. went viral. That's disgusting. Yes. Big Bird's literally like all, six. But also the creature, the the there are certain characters animated animal or not that are sexual beings yes you know the robin hood fox mm-hmm. uh uh and specifically sesame street is not no. they're not a single not one, one of them are not, not a one. single one of them are, are are sexual creatures get out of here you nasty right ew okay duolingo we've got beef again <laughs> leave big bird alone as someone who's been called big bird leave me alone <laughs> Huh. All right. Well, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. And if you did, you can always leave us a review on the podcast app as well as Spotify. 
tell us how much you appreciate the podcast. And if you do appreciate the podcast and you join our Patreon, we would love to have you. Do you want to play Monopoly Go with us? Join the Patreon. You can play Monopoly Go with us. Right now, Melissa is off limits in terms of shutting down landmarks. Unfortunately, we cannot prevent a bank heist, but you know, we've got a set of rules. We're trading stickers. I've hit a wall with some of my stickers and I'm trying to fucking get. Um, So join. Yeah. But you know, if you hold on to them for a while, then you can like trade them in with the, with Monopoly and they'll give you some. And honestly. So I've done that twice. And the a hundred, the the one I did for the a hundred stickers, I got one that I needed or I think maybe only one that I needed. And the next one I did for two fifty didn't get a single fucking one I needed. I've gotten like a lot that I've needed. The two that I've done, that's odd. Did you do it with which ones? The two hundred? Yeah. The second tier, not tier. the fifth, the third tier. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Okay. Well, keep saving. So join us. We have a great time there. It's very fun, and you can also participate in our live streams. We do twice a month, and it's a it's a jolly grand old good time. There are always new people in there, so don't feel weird if you are brand new. And you can make lots of friends. Everybody's friends with each other. They're, everyone's great. Everyone's fun. We got to meet Nicole's roommate recently. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I recognize you from the screenshots when Nicole's like, does anyone have these stickers? And that's who you're FaceTiming in the <laughs> background. <laughs> I'm like, I know this face. So get to know people. It's a great way to make friends, especially. We had someone who recently joined who is like in a new city and is, you know, trying to like meet new people, but was like, I need to get settled and socialize. So it's a great way to do all of that. And we love everybody. Everyone's great. It's the only socialization I get. All right. Well, there won't be a new, but am I wrong? Because I'm dealing with family stuff here. But there'll be a see you next Tuesday. So listen tomorrow. If anybody has any witch powers or any other kinds of powers to ensure that Melissa either A, wins the lottery. So if that legal ways, Mm -hmm. which ways are legal and or everything good happens in her life. It's not like I'm not like having like money issues, but money would solve a lot of problems. Well, and also like it would just be like the, the the chance of winning the lottery is like so slim that I, I think at certain points when you've been dealt like hand after hand that you go seriously this like what are the what are the odds mm-hmm. I think at that point you deserve to win you need good odds right. then then you deserve to win the lottery right. so help 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 her out okay everybody so positive vibes money <laughs> <laughs> which spells charms all of those yeah. things. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa D. Monts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production sound and editing by Coco Lorenz. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. And music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter.